So by the time you're listening to this, I will be 31 years old, which is creepy <laughs> to say, but I'm not 31 yet because I'm pre-recording this. But on Monday, October 24th, I will be, which is when I'm publishing this episode. So I wanted to put in this cute little intro to remind you to subscribe, but also to rate me, give me this podcast five stars on whatever platform you're listening to it on. It would be super, super helpful. It's free. It's fun. It's just, it's a great time. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. And here's the episode. What a fun episode. I have to keep notes of all the crazy shit that happens because I'll literally forget because it's just kind of all blends together, but also my life goes on. You know what I mean? So I have notes, but I want to start off with um, a story that I forgot to write down, but it's a good one. So we're going to start off with it so I don't forget about it. So this past, oh shit, I can't even remember what part of the year. Holy, wait, it's October. So then this happened. Ah, I can't remember. Anyway, so whenever... The Stanley Cup finalists, right? Hockey. Denver was in it. They were in the final. Whatever. They did the series thing where, like, they played the same team seven times. And the first two times, I believe, is in the same arena, the same state. And then they switch back and forth. And it's determined by standing uh, you know, where they start. <laughs> As you can see, um, I know so much. <laughs> I know so much about it. But that's it's not really about that. I just need to paint that as context. So we're into like game four or five. And so Tampa, who the Colorado Avalanche were playing against, Tampa was traveling to us to play the next game. And I picked up somebody from the airport and naturally I just asked them where they're from. They live here, yada, yada. And he goes, no, I just came in from Tampa. And it didn't like register immediately. So at first I was like, oh, cool. And then I was like, "Mm, wait. And he laughed. He thought that was funny. And I was like, why would you travel all the way to Tampa or all the way to Denver just to watch them lose? Which... I've told this story before and people are like, oh my God, did you actually say that? And it's like, yeah, of course. Obviously, I think they're going to win. Like, and that's just like a funny thing to say, in my opinion. And he thought it was funny, too. Um, And then he goes, because I work for the team. (laughs) Oh, whoops. Whoopsies. Oh, oh, my bad. Oh, sorry. He only gave me like $2 tip <laughs> for like an hour ride from the airport. I, I mean, it was okay though. You know, it was all in good fun. But like, yeah, I really wasn't expecting that. I literally asked him too. I was like, damn, they have you flying commercial, like getting a freaking lift. Like what? <laughs> Turns out he just wanted to come to Denver because he had, he had family. So he wanted to stay a little bit longer, which is why he didn't take the private jet with the rest of the team and drive in, you know, their uh, commercial black SUVs, whatever. So that's why. And he just so happened to get in my car and 
Tampa actually won that night here in Denver. Yeah, Denver lost. So it's probably because of me because I said that. If you're superstitious, that's like literally the reason why that they lost. <laughs> it's because of me. But that's a fun story. I like that story. I really don't find it embarrassing or anything like that, you know, because what they say is embarrassment is a choice. And I just thought it was just kind of a funny story. I didn't I really think it was that embarrassing. But um, I actually want to backtrack so I just told that story first so I wouldn't forget about it because I guess I didn't write it down but um I want to start off with the fact that I actually meet a lot of friends through driving for Uber I will literally meet a woman probably once a week at least sometimes I could go a little bit longer it depends on my mood how talkative I am but I can literally find somebody who I think is cool and who we, we, we get along with and have a great conversation with during the ride where when they're like going to get out, they're like, and you know, they're like, oh, it was so nice chatting with you and stuff because they had a good time because it was a good conversation. And I go, yeah, do you want to hang out sometime? <laughs> because everyone talks about how hard it is to make friends as an adult. And it's really just about putting yourself out there. And I don't drink, so I can't go have those great, amazing conversations with other women in the girls' bathroom, because that is actually a great way to meet some people, but I don't drink. So I have to find other creative ways to find people, like-minded individuals, who I can hang out with and maybe meet with and start a friendship with. I mentioned this in the Uber driver subreddit and they lost their minds. And I think because everyone's under the impression that everybody on the internet's a man. And I literally said, well, first of all, I'm a woman and women to women doing that. That's like not weird. I mean, like maybe some people do think it's weird and maybe some people like gave me their number because they just like didn't want to say no and they didn't want to make it awkward. But I literally for reason don't bring it up until the end of the ride because then it's not weird. I mean, they're leaving anyway. So if they want to give me their number just to like appease me and they they can't say no or whatever they feel weird about it it's no big deal okay so block me instantly whatever you know it's not like i'm bringing it up mid-ride and then it's all like fucking weird and awkward no i don't do that and also you're not about to tell me that like guys don't do that same thing i see it at the bar there's got to be guys who drive for uber who like meet other people and they end up hanging out that's actually, I feel like, more of a chance of that happening between two dudes than it is between two women because women have, like, I think women are a lot, have more walls up than dudes. I think that it's easier for dudes to be friends with other dudes because I think that they don't really care about a lot of things. I think that they just care that. They both like to party and they both like the same sports team. I know that's a really like oversimplification of it, but I see it. And that's what I see. Another thing that I see a lot of um, in my rides and what happens in my car a lot are women who regret getting married and having kids, which is very interesting because it's not something that you hear a lot about. And it's because they're afraid 
it's something that we talk about in my car that it's if you say anything about being tired when you're a mom or like having any you you can't talk about regret you cannot go to your mother-in-law you can't even sometimes go to your own mom and talk about potentially regretting having children i mean that's a big thing to say that's a big topic and to talk about it with people in your circle who know you is very risky i could i could see that i mean that's what they say is that they're scared they're scared to come out and say it to people they know so they tell me because they're never going to see me again and i talk to everybody as if we're already friends i think that that's the best way to meet people and i think it's the best way to make people feel comfortable and also like we're all humans on this earth we can find something to relate to each other on so naturally dating gets brought up and stuff like that and that's how that gets brought up brought up about how they sometimes regret their children and it also gets brought up that part of the regret is because they have to do so much they always say and i know that that's an absolute but at least in my case when they come and they talk to me every single time every single time they talk about how their husbands aren't doing enough they're not even doing 40 percent they're doing so little that these women feel like their husband is their second or third child which breaks my fucking heart because i've been in that relationship before and i think that people tell them that they'll step up when they have a kid oh well i mean like he'll definitely be a good dad like he just needs to meet his child first i've literally heard that before where women fall in love with their child like when they're in the womb because they're so close to them they're making them and everything like that a father falls in love with his child when he first meets them like when he first holds them and so everybody says like he'll be a good dad don't worry about it now because like he just needs to be in that situation then he'll step up to the occasion but from what i hear from these women who are in my car who feel like they can confide in me because i don't know who they are i don't know their husbands i'm never going to see them again i'm not going to go tattle on them you know they can actually be raw and real with me and it's kind of like an entry to their diary but almost even better because there's no there's always a risk of somebody finding your diary and reading it there's there's no way this is whatever they say to me it's ever going to come out in their actual normal lives but it's so triggering to me because I've been in that relationship before where I was cleaning up after my boyfriend who, who I was living with and I felt like their mom. And I really resented that because fuck that. Fuck that. I'm not your mom. I'm your partner. And this is ruining our relationship. I don't want to have sex with my son. I don't want to feel like I'm your maid. And you know what he would tell me? He would say, well, just leave it. Because I told him, I was like, you leave so much trash on the kitchen counter. The trash can's right there. Can you please throw away your trash? He goes, oh, I just forget. I work all day. So, you know, <laughs> that type of shit. And he said, just leave it and I'll get around to it. And I said, so you want me to live in your filth? <laughs> 
until you get around to it. No, no, I'm not going to do that. That's shitty for me. I shouldn't have to put up with that. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to look and live around your dirty dishes on the coffee table, your trash on the kitchen counter. I need to do things too. I'm using the coffee table and I have to move your dirty bowl and your dirty glass and some trash off the coffee table for me to be able to use it. I have to move your trash off the kitchen counter so I can make lunch and dinner and breakfast and snacks. And I, it's just like, no, (laughs) I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to live in your trash. This is actually so funny. This is coming out on the Uber, (laughs) on the Uber episode. I can't really see of where it fits in any other episode, to be honest. I'm not going to make a whole episode just bashing people who I've lived with and who have been dirty around me. Um, But hearing that it doesn't, that it seemingly doesn't get better because these people, women are, are still dating these men who act like children and expect you to be their mom in terms of cleaning up and tidying and, and doing the thing. And I literally talked about it with one woman w- regarding her kids because she was having the same problem too. So my problem was that he was leaving trash on the kitchen counter. Her problem is that he doesn't like clean up after the kids or bathe the kids when they get dirty or do any of that. And the problem is that like, so I could have left the trash on the kitchen counter. Nothing bad would have happened. I would have just been annoyed. But he is telling her to do that with their kids where like they have to be bathed and their lunches have to be made. And if she doesn't do it, she knows it won't get done. And that's so funny because when I was growing up, I would hear my mom say that. She would say, if I'm not, if I don't do it, it doesn't get done. And it makes sense now. I'm, I, I've lived it and it's awful. And I'm not going to put up with it anymore because now since I've lived alone and I've honestly like am addicted to it, I'm never going to live with another human ever again. Literally. If we get married, oh well, like we're... T- you live there, I live here. I really don't want to live with anybody again because one, I need a lot of alone time. And two, I don't want to deal with that. That that those types of fights or bickerments, whatever you want to call them, shouldn't even happen. I don't even want to give them the chance to happen. So that actually segues into my next story. This actually happened recently. I picked up two dudes who were at the bar drinking during college football. And we talked about that. So he actually, it started, he actually asked me how driving for Uber is going. And I said, it's great. It's chill, really chill, like just simple, whatever the fuck just it's great and he goes yeah I kind of wish I could do that but I got a family and a house and this is what he said literally verbatim I'm not embellishing this he said I got a family and a house and a fucking wife (laughs) it's not funny (laughs) he said it like that and I was like oh god (laughs) um yeah you sound 
happy. <laughs> so that was so interesting. And I get it. Like, once you have all this other shit in your life, even if it's stuff that, like, you want and that makes you happy and stuff, you know, having a girlfriend, significant other, husband, live-in partner, whatever, it still just, like, complicates things. Oh, my God. Especially if you live together. Like, if you don't live together, it's so... The expectations are so much lower. Why can't we keep them low like that? Like, why do we have to move in and complicate things when literally to keep a relationship going, you still need that mystery because mystery, passion thrives on mystery. You cannot not have mystery and have passion. You need space to create that passion. It's, I read it in a book, literally. <laughs> it's called Mating in Captivity. And l- the next person I date, seriously, like seriously date, and not just casually, but if that ever happens, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I will ever date somebody seriously ever again. But when and if I do, whatever, I'm going to require them to read that book. And I'm almost not joking. One, because you should read. You should. I, I know it's like not for everybody or whatever. That's always what my boyfriends at the time have told. I'm just not really a reader. And I'm like, what? Ew. <laughs> um, so one, it'll make sure that they're a reader. Um, and two, I learned so much. And I just feel like if you want the relationship to work, you need to educate yourself on what a healthy relationship is and how to get there. I really don't think that we should be winging it anymore. Okay. We have the resources. Let's use them. So what's interesting is that, first of all, I've met a lot of great women, a lot of interesting people in general, and just a lot of cool women who I want to be friends with. And it has happened where literally I am now friends with some people who I've met through Uber. And it's always funny because, well, a lot of them don't have any, don't have cars, right? That makes sense. I mean, some of them were just going to the airport, so some of them do have cars. I just caught them at like a time where they didn't want to drive their car, but some of them don't have cars. And so I have to pick them up to like go to dinner or whatever we're going to do. And it's funny because I'll make the joke like when they first, when I first pick them up, they'll open the passenger side door to get in the front seat and I'll be like whoa 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 wait get in the back <laughs> right because like that's the joke and they always like pretty much tell me to fuck off but I was I just thought that was funny another thing that I just don't understand is how I can meet so many cool women but I haven't met any cool guys like I've never actually met anybody who I've wanted to date and statistically I feel like that doesn't even make any sense I've literally met one guy, but he ended up um, kind of, I guess, seeing somebody else. And he was single, and so he, like, he gave me his number. Um, I-, I asked for it. He did not ask, which kind of makes sense because, like, I could see why a guy would feel uncomfortable hitting on their Uber driver just because I think it would make them feel skeezy and weird. I get that. So that's why I went out on the limb and said, you know, do you... I said the same thing. Like, do you want to hang out sometime? And we exchanged numbers. And then he didn't text me. And one night I got curious and it wasn't even like I 
was hurt by that or anything like that. I just sent him a text and I said, how come you never texted me? And he goes, hey, yeah, uh, probably should have given you the heads up. But, you know, I just realized that the person, who, the other person who I was seeing at the time, I wanted something more with them and I should have been straightforward with you. But yeah, that's what happened, which was fine. Like, no big deal. But I just find it weird and funny that like I haven't I've met all these women who I want to be friends with, who I am friends with, but I haven't met anybody who I've wanted to date pretty much even a little bit like that one guy. And I've given so many rides and I've met so many women. So the statistics on that just aren't adding up to me. (laughs) I mean, because straight single available men take Ubers. They have to. And maybe it does come down to the fact that like they don't want to hit on me in a closed area in my car. They feel weird and inappropriate doing it. That makes sense. And maybe that's what it is. But also like if the chemistry's there, the chemistry's there, you know? And I'm open. I haven't always been open, I will say, because sometimes I bought, I I did, I bought an engagement ring. I bought a fake engagement ring to wear while I was working because I was so emotionally unavailable. And I didn't want people talking to me like that, you know, with that type of energy. But I don't really wear it a lot anymore because I've I've been healing and becoming more open to meeting people. But I'm going to write that off on my taxes. I'm going to say it's a work expense. It was only $30, but still, I'm writing it off. Fuck that. (laughs) So another thing, so I don't even know how to segue these things, but like the next thing in my notes is actually one of my favorite stories because it just doesn't make any sense. It's so funny to me. So this girl comes into my car and she's actually on the phone, which I love. I love it when people are on the phone because one, it makes it so I don't have to do anything. I don't have to like see if they want a conversation, see if they want to sit in silence, whatever. Like I can just drive and I get like a little bit of a show, you know, I get to see what the fuck they're talking about. If it's work, if it's friends, if it's their parents, if it's their significant other, it's, it's fun for me. And so she was actually saying to her friend, I think, I don't think it was her boyfriend, but she was saying that she woke up, um, and her car had a flat tire okay basic right and then she says yeah I looked at it and like the little plastic screw on piece that covers the valve I don't think she used that terminology because this girl was not smart um but the little plastic piece was was gone and so I think that all the air leaked out um because I didn't have that on which is really funny to me because there's no way a plastic piece can just like keep the air inside of a car tire or any tire for that matter. Did this woman not have a bike growing up and like experience the fact that like you'd screw off the little valve, the plastic piece that covers the valve. And then especially for a bike, if you press on the valve, you can hear the air coming out. And then when you let off your finger, you can hear it not come out and feel it. And just the fact that she thought that a plastic piece could hold the air, all the ti- all the pressure, 
hold the air inside of a car tire and that's the reason why she had a flat tire because the plastic piece came off is so fucking funny to me (laughs) i love that story when she got off the phone i didn't really know what to say but i did mention to her that if she checked out the tire and there wasn't a glaring nail in it or anything like that then it was probably a bad valve and the plastic piece made zero difference as to whether you're gonna have a flat tire or not and uh she goes yeah that's what my friend said on the phone (laughs) yeah because um it doesn't work that way lady that was so fucking funny it's just like little things like that that like really get me so another story that i have um is one that involves a couple this is when i was in los angeles so it was a little bit longer of a ride which was kind of awful but i'm taking them to dinner or a show or whatever i can tell it's a date it's nighttime they're dressed up and we're driving and i'm listening to their conversation and the woman goes I was actually going to ask you if you would be open to sharing your location with me. And he goes, why? Like, like immediately, just why? Why would you want, why? And she goes, well, you know, it's more like just like a safety thing. It's not like a weird thing. It's not like I don't trust you. It's just that like, it's a safety thing. Like my friends have it with their kids. They share their location so that we just know that they're safe. And, um, It's just to make sure everybody's okay. And he goes, okay, yeah, your friends do it for their kids, but I'm not a kid. So, no, I don't feel comfortable with that. And she goes, you know, she's she's still trying to, like, get it, get him on that side or whatever. And he's so adamantly, like, against it. It was actually really uncomfortable. (laughs) They fought. Um after they got out yeah they fought what's really funny too is that sometimes i'll i'll talk okay okay so say a couple comes into my car and we have a conversation we start a conversation about whatever music i'm playing and i end up having the most insane chemistry with their boyfriend and it's not like i'm trying to be a fucking weirdo okay it's not like i'm trying to be a little man stealer home wrecking whore or anything i'm just being myself having a good time having a fun conversation with people in my car it just so happens that like i don't know the woman's shy or maybe we don't get along as well or whatever but me and your boyfriend share a lot of the same opinions and have this fun little banter going on i i don't even notice that it's happening at the time i like don't even notice usually until like the red ends and they get out and then i'm kind of like oh my god what fuck was that like (laughs) i'm sorry um she hates me now and they definitely got into a fight after this (laughs) i'm really sorry the next story that i want to tell is something that happened at the airport i go to the airport and i'm dropping somebody off so in the commercial vehicle lane they have that split and it's split like with concrete barriers like 
when you first drive in to the drop off you have to choose immediately like it's split into different lanes and you can you would have to go all the way around if you wanted to get back into a different lane you'd have to go all the way around the terminal pretty much loop around the airport and so I was dropping somebody off in the drop-off lane which is the curb which is the curb closest to the door I drop somebody off at like United, which is the first door. And then I get a ping for another ride that is um, pick somebody up uh, on the same terminal. So the same side. So Denver has two sides, west side and east side. And so since I was in the drop off lane on the west side, it pinged me for a ride, a pickup also on the west side. And I didn't know this, but you actually can't pick somebody up in the drop-off lane in the commercial vehicle slides. The rules are a lot stricter in the commercial vehicles section. You have to loop around the airport, go through the correct lane, and be in the area for a pickup. So I didn't know that that at the time. And my passenger was already outside. You know, he wasn't like still getting his checked bags or anything like that. And so I called him and I told him this, you know, like I can either loop around or you can meet me at the pickup location instead. I'm right down like just a couple gates away. And he goes, yeah, we can do that. Like come pick me up. at the. And so I go down and pick him up. And immediately this freaking guy in an orange vest goes, no, 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 no. You can't pick somebody up at the drop off location. You're going to get a ticket um, unless you leave right now. And it just so happened that there was a huge surge at the airport. So I was getting like $50 to take this passenger right now. He said, if you cancel your ride and go home or go back to Denver, whatever, leave, cancel your ride. You won't get a ticket. If you pick this guy up, I'm going to give you a ticket. And so I said, how much is the ticket? (laughs) And he goes, $25. And I told him, I said, that's kind of worth it, to be honest. I mean, like, I'm going to make more, double that, you know, taking this ride. And my passenger is like pissed that this happened. He's pissed at the guy. He's not pissed at me. He's literally yelling at the guy. Well, can't you just like give her a break? Like just let it slide one time, bro. Like, come on. You don't got anything better to do. Like he's like fucking yelling at this guy. And so I told him, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to accept the ticket because like the fare is going to cover it anyways, plus more. Like it just makes sense to accept the ticket in this situation. And my passenger goes, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck him. I'll pay the ticket and tip you and let's just go. (laughs) So I got the ticket. I got, you know, $25 ticket for picking somebody up in the wrong area. Um, I got the $50 fare. I got an extra tip from the passenger and he, on top of all of that, paid for the ticket insane right that that's so funny to me first of all the fact that like i it made sense to actually accept the ticket and and take the hit and like then just canceling the ride and going home and the fact that my passenger was like so pissed at that random guy who was actually just doing his job and that my passenger paid for it and tipped me i mean the passenger i mean he ended up spending like a oh <laughs> 
$200 or some shit. Um, uh, just leaving the airport. Oh my God, crazy. Another story that I have actually has nothing to do with me being a driver. It's something that happened when I was Ubering around Southern California. This was when my Toyota Prius got hit, actually got sideswiped on the 91. And so it was in the shop. It would actually end up being totaled, but whatever. So I didn't have a car for a second. So I was Ubering. I was Ubering to assignments because <laughs> that's what I was doing at the time. And I got I was doing the shared rides. So on the way to the assignment, I would just do the normal ride because I actually needed to get there at a certain time. But if I had a long enough or big enough deadline, whatever, I would do the shared rides back to my house. So I was going back to my house and I ended up getting in a ride, a car that had we were picking up another girl. Another passenger just so happened to be a girl. Well, it's funny, and I, I don't even know if I should include this guy. I mean, he was Indian. I, it doesn't really matter, but it was a guy, and he offered us apple juice, but it wasn't like one of those little mini cute Martinelli's or whatever the fuck. It was apple juice from like a five-gallon jug, and he had just like disposable little cups, and he just goes, you know... Do, do you guys want some apple juice? Do you get anyone? And like me and this other girl shared a look and we were just like, no, we're okay. <laughs> Cause that's like murdery. And obviously you just don't accept random beverages from like a five gallon jug that your Uber driver is offering you. Right. I know he probably meant well, or maybe he didn't. Honestly, I mean, maybe he didn't. I don't know. But I mean, I can't I can't I the self-awareness, the lack of the self-awareness is a little bit surprising to me that that (laughs) that he didn't have it. (laughs) Some men actually really don't understand what it's like being a woman um, at all in America or any other place, because I mean, you're thinking about that literally all the time. And I know that guys, since when they're a good guy who's not going to assault you, they know that they won't do that. But they don't understand why women won't just like accept they're not going to do it. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, you, Justin, know that you're a good guy, know that you're not going to rape somebody, but don't understand why you can't convince somebody else that you're not going to do that. And it's to us it's obvious but to them it's like it's just the weirdest thing ever and sometimes they take offense to it but it's like if you were to go into a cave and everybody said that most of the snakes in there were non-venomous but some of them could kill you i mean would you feel fucking safe going anywhere near any of those snakes in that cave no no you wouldn't and that's the same fucking thing is that yeah most of the guys okay all right it's every day it's every day bro (laughs) yeah so most of the guys are good men i understand that but i still wasn't gonna take this guy's apple juice duh What's interesting, going back to driving, is that 
I'd been doing, I mean, I've given 2,500 rides, something like that. And I'd never really given a ride to a blind person. Never. I know that blind people are out there taking Ubers. I know that because I ended up giving a ride to a blind person. They had a dog and everything. And it was kind of sued because like the way the place that they dropped the pin where I needed to pick them up at was a little bit of an inconvenient place. But I could understand that being blind in general is just inconvenient and everything in their life is just inconvenient. So I wasn't too upset about that, obviously. But some people were, you know, I like got honked at like, oh, you can't pull over here. And it's just like, bro, I'm picking. Do you see the dog? This guy's blind. I can't just like call him and be like, yeah, so this is actually a bad place to pick up people. Can you actually just go over to this area? Like, I can't do that. Or maybe I can, but like, I don't know how to go about that in terms of somebody who's like disabled like that. I I don't know what information to give them. It's like, I just don't know. So I'm going to inconvenience you, able-bodied person who is just having a bad day to pick up this guy because I can imagine his life is a lot more inconvenient at least than yours is. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but whatever, I'm doing it. So I pick up this guy, I take him home, and when I drop him off, I told I asked him, I was like, "Do you need me to tell you like exactly like where you are?" And he goes, "No, my dog knows where we are." And I thought that was so cool. Like I obviously knew that seeing blind wait seeing eye dogs exist and do a job I just like never saw it in action and it was so cool oh my god it was so cool so that happened and then I shit you not like a week later I picked up another blind person okay and then another seriously I picked up three blind people within the course of like a month but had never done it before and honestly I've never done it since isn't that so weird statistically again how is that even possible just never and then all at once and then never again or seemingly never again of course I'm going to pick up another blind person eventually but like it all just landed within a month three of them weird right So the next thing that I have to talk about, the question that I get the most, not the most, but frequently as a driver, is have you ever kicked anybody out of your car? And the answer to that is yes, I have. Um, A couple times, one time for real, the other time, I guess, wasn't real. I mean, she didn't get out. (laughs) So I'll start out with the story about the lady who did. And this is when I couldn't see where I was picking them up at, where I was taking them to. It was all just freaking, I was in the dark. So I ended up picking this person up from like the middle of nowhere. It was like Northeast Denver. It was like kind of near where Brighton and Commerce City are. Shitty area nothing around there which sucks for her um so she tells me i'm actually at this location not that location but regardless i i just go to the pen because you telling me exactly where you are and then me trying to find you is just fucking annoying so 
she gets in the car and is all pissed about that, that I was waiting at the pen and didn't literally, so what she wanted me to do was literally drive around the corner to pick her up. I mean, it was literally like a um, seven second walk. Seriously. And sure, yeah, it would have been easy for me to do that. But her directions weren't the greatest. So I didn't know exactly which corner to turn around where she exactly was. And so I didn't do it. I just went to the pen. I mean, that's literally the reason for the pen. That's how it works. We meet at the pen. So I was at the pen. And when she gets in, she's upset that I didn't drive around the corner and come pick her up and she had to walk seven seconds to my car. And I said, well, I didn't exactly know, like, the directions actually weren't that clear of, like, where I was supposed to go. And, you know, the pin is where we meet. And she goes, well, I used to do this as a job, you know, drive full time. So I know how it works. And it's actually not that hard to find where you were supposed to actually pick me up at. And I was like, oh, you do this as a job? Then you can call another one. And I pulled over. I put it in park and I unlocked the doors and I was like, go ahead. (laughs) And uh, she starts to like backpedal and she was like, well, I mean, like I wasn't in like trying to say this, that and the other thing. Like I wasn't like blah, blah, blah. And like I was just saying and but but all the while she's like collecting her stuff to like get out. And she did, which is great because when I tell you to get out, you should get the fuck out. And that's that, but I don't even do that that often, like literally that like never. So that happened. And then the next story that and then she actually left and everything was fine. Um, but the next story I have is with a lady who like didn't get out. Um, I went to the pickup and I went to the pin again. It was a parking lot behind a garage or um, behind an apartment building on University Boulevard. Okay, so this is two lanes in either direction and there's no curb. There's nowhere to pull onto the side. There's no parking. It's just a sidewalk and the speed limit's like 45 miles an hour. You cannot pull over on this road. 1000%. It's so fucking dangerous. But the pin was like in the parking lot anyway. So I went to the pin and I sent them the message. I said, I'm in the parking lot of 4280, whatever the fuck where the pin is and they call me they're like but we're in the front of the building and I was like there's nowhere to pull over on that road and she goes no it's fine it's fine there is and I, was like, I should have canceled I should have canceled right then and there but I didn't um I turned around and it was like a slow it was a really slow that's why I didn't cancel it was slow I knew that they were going to the airport which is a good fare and so that's why I took it so I turn out of the parking lot and I'm stopped at the stoplight and they see me and start to come over and at this point we're on the phone um, because they had called me and I told them that okay like I'm gonna come to like where you are so when we're on the phone I'm at the stoplight they see me and they say oh we'll just get in there and I'm like oh god because you, you oh you're gonna get into my car while I'm stuck the stoplight you better make it quick you know like obviously the light's gonna fucking change and then what so they're taking their dear sweet time you know they have like rolling luggage I get it maybe it's heavy whatever but like they're taking their 
dear sweet fucking time coming over. And it's one of those like little um, turns. So the to go straight is actually like kind of nothing. It's like the university. And so it's like one of those pull around areas or whatever. But the lane, there's only one lane. So the lane either goes, turns left, goes straight or turns right. And I'm the first fucking person in line waiting at the light. So the light changes. They're like already to my car, opening the door. I fucking pop the trunk. I don't get out because I'm not about to get out of my car like in traffic. The light is green. The person across from me on the other side of the intersection is trying to turn um, left. So since the person going straight through the intersection has right of way, he's waiting for me to go straight so he can turn left. All the while, I have people taking their dear sweet time, putting their luggage into my car. And you know what happens next? She puts her luggage into my... She finally gets her luggage into my trunk. And then she hugs her friend goodbye. These per- these people have no sense of time or awareness of where I am, what they're making me do. They're holding me hostage in this, in this lane and she finally gets into my car, closes the door. I peel out and she goes, oh, so sorry about that. And I'm like, no big deal, whatever. I literally said, no big deal. It's fine. Like I had a little bit of an attitude, but whatever. And so we're driving, we're driving, we get on the interstate and like her window is cracked because I'd cracked it because COVID is still a thing. So her window is cracked. My window is cracked and we're just on the highway going. And she has like, you know, AirPods in or whatever. And she's on the phone. The thing is, is that sometimes if people are nice, I'll just automatically roll up the windows if we're on the highway and you're on the phone. But if you're a dick, I won't automatically do that. And what's funny is that if that doesn't happen, there is a way to ask me to roll up the window. And usually people will say, do do you mind if I take this call right now? And like sincerely and like, no, no problem. And I'll roll up the window. You know what she did? She leaned in front to come up to me closer and she said I can't hear right now I'm on the phone I can't hear right now because your window's down and I didn't say anything I rolled up the window I took the next exit I pulled into a fucking IHOP or some shit parking lot I popped the trunk she's so confused I said I'm not taking you to the airport and I'm taking her stuff out of my trunk she gets out, but she still has her stuff in my car in the back seat. And she gets out and she goes, what? Like, what do you mean? And I said, you are the rudest passenger, most entitled passenger I've ever had. And I've been doing this for years now. You made me wait. You made me pick you up in a dangerous situation. There's a way to ask me to roll up the window. And the way you asked is not it. It's rude. And I'm not taking you to the airport. And she goes, I'm just a student here. I don't even know where I am. And like, she starts crying and shit. And she's please just take me to the airport, please. And so like, I crumble and I am like, fine, whatever. And put her shit back into my car and I take her to the airport. And you know what this 
lady did. She reported me for discrimination. And the thing is, is that, yes, I did discriminate. As in, I only take kind, respectful individuals in my car and take them to the airport, which you were not. So, yes. In that regard, I did discriminate. But, I mean, she was, like, Indian or something like that. That had nothing to fucking do with it. But I should have straight up kicked her out. Um, But, you know, I talked to support because they had suspended my account and said, we got a report that that you were discriminating and we just need some time to look into this. And so they called me and I told them the whole story. And they have records, you know, of me... The the um, phone call that I had between that lady and me was recorded. They had the text messages of me saying, I'm at the pin. There's nowhere for me to stop on that road. And so they had all of that, which, you know, lined up and everything. But they said, yeah, your account otherwise is in, you know, really good standing. And so, yeah, it just sounds like this person was just being difficult. And I was like, yep, they uh, definitely were. So I have like two more stories to touch on and then I'm going to wrap it up. Um, Actually, this is such a stupid story, but I had somebody in my car, these two guys in my car, and I just asked them, you know, what they do. I was taking them to the airport and I'm thinking, oh, what do you do? And they said that they work in like telephone communications or whatever, telecom, like whatever. And I said, oh, did you have anything to do with the uh, the cell phone towers that look like trees? And they thought that was so funny. And they were like, no, we didn't. But yeah, the, the, that's quite the invention. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I just had to ask. I mean, could you imagine if I was in the presence of such absolute legends? Incredible. And then I need to touch on the fact that Uber and Lyft do have secret shoppers. This was more of a thing when masks were a thing. So it you know, used to be a requirement to wear a mask in the car, the driver, the passenger, everybody. Even though you know we're independent contractors, we're supposed to be able to make our own rules. But not in that not in that case so i told passengers because i had heard this on the uber driver subreddit maybe it was true maybe it wasn't i don't know but i had heard that they that uber would send out people who are working for them in certain markets request a ride and then see if they had to wear a mask or not they would literally ask the driver you know like do I have to and like you know or or they would do the thing too sometimes people get into my car and if I'm wearing a mask they're like oh it's okay you don't need it and I'm just like no (laughs) well like when it was required I would literally say yeah but you do (laughs) like we're all required to wear it if they find out that I'm not wearing a mask and I'm allowing you guys to not wear a mask they'll deactivate me And that really got people to wear masks. I mean, because that is what I heard. I wasn't making that up. That is what I heard, um, that Uber would secret shop people and see if they were implementing the mask mandate. And I'm not about to fucking get deactivated over a fucking mask. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're wearing the masks. 
And, you know, once I told them, well, it was my job is in jeopardy of whether I allow you to not wear the mask or not, like they were actually a lot more receptive because then it puts the blame on Uber and not on me. You know, I'm not being some sheep or some whatever the fuck. So I'm glad that I don't have to deal with that. There are times where I will still occasionally wear a mask, usually when it's cold or hot and I need to have the windows up because I need to have the heat or the AC on and we're going far, like over 20 minute ride, usually to the airport. So sometimes, um, sometimes I I still wear a mask and yes, sometimes people will come into my car and they're like, Oh, it's okay. You don't need it. I'm like, what the fuck is my car lady? (laughs) You're coming in here being, tell me what to do. Fucking weird. That shit is fucking weird. Anyway, another thing that I have to mention, too, is that people keep on getting on my case about not having health insurance, but, like, also I have so many passengers who get into my car, and for whatever reason, that shit gets brought up, and they tell me that they feel like their health insurance is a scam because at least for me mine would be a $600 premium so $600 a month with the $6,000 deductible unless you have like a serious ailment you're going to the doctor regularly that does seem like a scam and I know that like emergencies happen and accidents happen and you know whatever but like I'm not about to pay $600 a month for 12 months when I go to the doctor maybe like three maybe four times a year that really doesn't make sense to me and I'm just saving more money paying out of pocket and even just taking like the tax hit because actually they might have gotten rid of that because before you know you got a hit on your taxes if you didn't have health insurance I think they actually removed that so and also if you were below an earnings amount that you didn't get the penalty which is so nice of them um but yeah, with this job, that is something that I I don't have. But um, in terms of like talking to my passengers, even if you do have it, sometimes it can be a huge fucking shit show and just straight up not worth it. Anyway, so those are all the stories that I have so far. Again, I'm probably forgetting some things, but it's okay because, you know, these stories happen every single day. Sometimes, sometimes I have like a, a pretty quiet day or pretty quiet week even. Um, But for the most part, I have interesting stories to tell pretty much all of the time. I actually just remembered one. Okay, so this happened recently. This group of friends gets into my car and one of them is talking, this woman, and she's saying that one of her work friends or good friends, whatever, invited her to go camping for two weeks on her private island in the middle of nowhere. She said that they own part of the island and then the rest of the island is actually owned by the third richest man in the world, which is the owner of Louis Vuitton. I haven't fact checked that, but that's what she said. And she said that, you know, your phone won't won't work out there. Like this is two weeks straight up off the grid. No one can hear you scream. The Louis Vuitton guy is actually pretty pissed that he won't sell part of their island because he wants to be able to buy it so he can own the entire island. But her friend, the person who invited her, said she won't sell part of the island because her sister died on it. And she feels close to her sister 
when she's there. So she won't sell it. So she's concerned because she doesn't want to go to this island and get stuck there. And it just sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. And actually, I might do something creative with that story because I think it's it's absolutely great. I mean, who the fuck says that? I got invited to camp on an island, a private island, where half of it is owned, owned by the guy from Louis Vuitton or who owns Louis Vuitton. That's insane to me. I don't think she went because she didn't want to be stuck with those people for two weeks. And it was just generally kind of like... She just like didn't want to do it, which is funny because just like I said at the beginning of this episode, the next thing she talked to her friends about was the fact that one of her other good friends were call her Tiffany found out that she was pregnant with twins and Tiffany is devastated because Tiffany didn't know if she even wanted another baby. She felt like she had her hands full with just one and now she's about to have three and her body is destroyed from the first baby and now it's about to be destroyed by two more babies also that she had a very complicated natural birth with her first child and now she's worried that it's going to be a complicated natural birth with one of the twins and then since it's a complicated natural birth after the first one the second one is gonna have to be a c-section so she's gonna have to do both and she's really stressing about it and she's really devastated and she's just she hates it and um she wish it never happened and again just you know another woman who regrets having kids um and she feels like her life is ruined absolutely insane right when those people got out of my car i told them i said that was the most interesting conversation I've been able to eavesdrop on in a long time. And thank you so much. (laughs) She thought that was so funny. But I had to say something because you just don't hear those stories often. I mean, actually, at the beginning of the episode, I said, yeah, but plenty of women get in my car and say that they were were great babies. But like that, that doesn't happen very often. I mean, that's literally been three or four women in the years that I've been doing driving so percentage wise I don't hear it very often but it's a very common thing that women tell me but yeah to hear that Tiffany is devastated by the fact that she's having twins is just you just don't hear about that and the fact that she's worried that she's going to have to do one natural birth and one c-section and and pretty much have to live through both awful experiences i mean some people say that it's the most beautiful thing that you can do but tiffany told her friend that it was actually really awful and she's not looking forward to it again and she doesn't even want to have these babies so crazy right the things you hear i'm just a um i'm like a, it's even worse than a hairstylist because like it's true like in confidence you know because in the hair salon other people can hear you other strangers can hear you and stuff like that in the car you really have this sense of privacy so i think that like even truer skeletons and demons come out in the privacy of the car and i really love it it's one of my favorite aspects of the job is meeting people and having these interesting conversations and also being able to eavesdrop on other interesting conversations if they want to just have them with their friends and leave me out of it that's totally fine but i just i thank you so much for listening to this episode there were some weird things going on like with my breath that my software was doing and um 
it was really weird. I don't know. I got a new microphone and I'm also using a new software. So I'm figuring that out right now. And thanks for sticking with like all that weird stuff, but it'll get better.